You've survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Urban Shooter Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Blanchard. And what a week it has been. Remembering Memorial Day. Those who gave the ultimate sacrifice in service of our country. I got a sermon you would never hear in church. A poem. Freedom isn't free. National Black Church. They're out of their mind. This show is sponsored by CrossbreedHolsters.com, NovaArmament.com. And I'm getting a little love from ErgoGrips.net. All this and a whole lot more coming up next on your favorite righteous podcast, The Urban Shooter. Where? Right over there. Second table from the left. You see it? I see a black man with a gun. Oh, it's all good. That's the Urban Shooter. He's an advocate for self-defense, legal gun ownership, and personal responsibility. Excuse me while I whip this out. It's the Urban Shooter, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Well, not every time. You're locked on to the Urban Shooter Broadcast. Ken Blanchard founded the 10th Cavalry Gun Club, a national pro-gun organization for African Americans, and works around the country to promote safe and responsible firearms ownership. Ken was involved in concealed firearms carry reforms in Texas, South Carolina, Michigan, and Wisconsin, and testified in the U.S. Congress against bills or acts designed to prevent law-abiding Americans from legal firearm ownership or concealed carry. Ken Blanchard has been featured on radio and television shows across the United States and Europe, as well as documentaries and movies. Ken has also been featured in the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, and now the urban shooter himself, Ken Blanchard. All right. Welcome. Welcome. How you doing? Glad you came back. Yeah. Been busy. How about you? Started a new podcast and starting to get the rhythm of that. It's called the Unnamed Church Podcast. Got a new site, BlanchardChapel.us. The Freedoms Network is growing nicely. Want to thank you, brothers and sisters, for being a part of the family. Got a radio host, Kate Kruger, over there. The Unnamed Trucker, Modern Self Defense, The Armed Lutheran, Slow Facts, Ball. You know, Rob, Slow Facts blog is almost a tongue twister, brother. Gunfighter Cast. Stills holding it down. They're back and feister than ever. And a host of some really good people. I hope you decide to come on over. What? Yeah, freedomsnetwork.org. And if you're on there, will you please add me to your friends list? Hey, and gunrightsmagazine.com is doing pretty good too. The spam bots have tried a couple of hits on me, but uh, been fending them off like a giant crab. Just recently, I blew the opportunity to narrate a popular documentary, but I had too much going on. I think Ice-T is going to be doing it now. I know I'm going to be kicking myself in the future for that. It's that Tom Cruise thing all over again. We'll be speaking on a panel for the Young Urban League next week. That should be interesting. Started working out again. Been close to cripple ever since. First was my arms. Now it was my back. Then it was my legs. And I got a tip for you. 
Be careful where you put the Bengay. That stuff will knock you out. Inflate and inflame some stuff you don't want to be on fire. I'm just saying. And I've been working hard day and night. I got a deadline for the revision of Black Man with a Gun. I call it Black Man with a Gun Reloaded. And I hope to complete the first edit by the end of the month. So I've been burning a candle at both ends around the side up the middle. Nothing left but the wick. By June, I'll be done passed out. But the beat goes on. And here I live near the most corrupt city outside of yours, the nation's capital, home of the big kahuna, giving the shaft to each one of us every day. Hey, did you hear what happened in England? Horrible story. My cousin out of California sent me a link right before I went to bed, gave me nightmares. Yeah, I got the audio version of it coming up next. Remembering the real deal for Memorial Day. We're going to get all that going here on episode number 323. All right. Hey, and before I forget, if you want to contact me, my email address is still blackmanwithagun at gmail.com and my toll-free number, leave me a voicemail and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. 888-675-0202. Yeah. Busy, busy week. Good week, though. Got new newsletter coming out. Did you get it yet? Gonna try to do that maybe once every two weeks. Or whenever I do something, just so you can keep in tab with your brother. Because I do stuff that I don't think nobody cares about. And uh, I could be shooting myself in the foot. Yeah. Time to get a little bit more professional. I think the summer is here already in the nation's capital. It's been like 90 degrees. It went from okay to bam, it's hot. Yeah. And Oklahoma, oh my goodness. Keep those families in prayer. You ready, Duke? Let's do this. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Hey, for all my overseas family, friends, and neighbors, Memorial Day is a United States federal holiday which occurs every year on the final Monday of May. Memorial Day is a day of remembering the men and women who died while serving in the United States Armed Forces. And it's not to be confused with Veterans Day that honors the dead and the living that served. This one is just the fallen soldiers. Barbara's going to set the stage for us in remembering the fallen. Hey, sis. Hey, urban shooter. My boys knew their boy. They were college fraternity brothers together. And then the word came, Josh was gone, killed by an IED in Afghanistan in 2007 while serving in the Army. My grown sons, who had known Josh so well, came home with heavy hearts and a sadness that I still see in them today whenever we talk about Josh. And they drove over to Illinois to say goodbye and to stand tall with others along the little town's main road where local firefighters and motorcycle riders and every farmer from miles around came out to pay their respects 
and to thank Josh's family for his service. And then it came time for the dedication service of a new lounge donated by his family at the ROTC department where Josh went to college, which is in my hometown. And so I took my camera and my notepad to cover it for the local paper, and I couldn't do it. I could not snap photos of the family at the dedication service as Josh's father sat there and tears streamed down his face and the ROTC commander talked about Josh and what he meant to those who knew him. I could not photograph this incredible personal sadness because it was mine too. I watched from the sidelines as my own son stood at attention with the same ROTC unit that Josh once called his own. And then I met Josh's mom, and she and I bonded because our boys had bonded. And I told her, you know, my boys love dear boy. And we hugged, and we agreed to see each other again, and we have since developed a friendship. Not only she and I, but also Josh's dad and my husband, too. We are four friends now who meet occasionally for dinner and politics. But you know, I love that boy, too, and all the girls and the boys who have gone before him and since come home in a coffin draped with a flag and sacrificed all for us. How can you not love someone who is willing to give you the ultimate gift? So when we go outside this Memorial Day weekend to parades and barbecues and ball games, let's remember how much we love those other people's kids and why. Thanks, Ken. Freedom by Ian Thompson, USMC. I wish that you were here, my wife whispers on the phone, too many times. She has realized that freedom is not free. No go away, daddy, my little girl says. She's barely two, but already knows that freedom is not free. I have a little boy born three months ago. When I return, He'll be near one since freedom is not free. My parents often worry when I am away. They mourn for me and what I miss since freedom is not free. There are children in this world, rich and poor alike, whose parents do not understand that freedom is not free. There are men who face evil for the sake of all. By their stand, we realized that freedom is not free. 
there is a God Almighty nailed upon a cross. He paid the price that we might live, for freedom is not free. Many days I am away from those I love most, yet I thank God and carry on, for freedom is not free. Hey, for everybody who served in the military and now is out and you know some people who didn't come home with you, that was for you. I know it might have made you not feel so hot, but I had to honor my folks. You know. But here we are, living in America, fighting the fight, arguing, fussing, contemporary insanity. This place is crazy. Somebody done let the clowns loose. Yeah, they are. I got all the money I'll ever need. If I die by four o'clock, that is. Next up, some news. And now, the news. In the stock market today, helium was up. Feathers were down and paper was stationary. Weights were up in heavy trading. Fluorescent tubes were down in light trading. Light switches were off. Caterpillar stock inched up a bit. Knives were up sharply. Cows were steered into a bull market. Pencils were down a few points. Hiking equipment was trailing. Elevators were up. Escalators experienced a slight decline. Mining equipment hit rock bottom. Diapers were unchanged. Prunes plummeted. Sun peaked at midday. Balloon prices were inflated. There was heavy trading on metals. The bottom fell out of disposable diapers. Major shipping lines stayed on an even keel. And pain relievers soared. Despite how it's portrayed, violence is an equal opportunity destroyer. This just in from the BBC. One of the most amazing and unbelievable things is that folks are so pressed to be on camera that somebody actually filmed a murderer just a few seconds after he hacked somebody to death. Here's the audio, but the video, you'll find it on the show notes for episode number 323, blackmanwithagun.com. In a South London street, a man with bloodied hands carrying a knife and machete approaches a camera and tries to justify what has just happened. I, I apologise that women had to witness this today, but in our land, our women have to see the same. You people will never be safe. Remove your government, they don't care about you. He then walks back up the road, back towards the victim of this attack who lies prone in the street, a young man believed to be a soldier. The man with blood on his hands then talks to a second man. There are also heated conversations with passers-by, people who have witnessed appalling violence, some of whom tried to stop it. But there was more violence to come. These pictures were taken shortly after the police opened fire on the two apparent attackers, who, according to witnesses, made to attack the officers. Get back! Get back! Move back! Move back! These pictures were taken by a man who'd been on a bus heading for a job interview. The day Baghdad-style violence came to South London. Paul Davis, ITV News. Can you believe that? And now, here's our official report from the BBC.
The government is treating as an Islamist terror attack the hacking to death of a man in a South London street. The dead man is reported to have been a soldier. Unconfirmed reports say he was decapitated. Whitehall sources say he was attacked by two men who first hit him with a car, then used machetes and butcher's knives to kill him. Those sources tell us the men shouted Allahu Akbar. The Home Secretary has described it as a sickening and barbaric attack. It happened in broad daylight in Woolwich just after lunchtime. Two men are injured. It's believed they were shot after police arrived. This report is from Sophie Hutchinson, and you may find some of the images disturbing. This was the unimaginable scene on the streets of southeast London today, just moments after the attack. Passers-by look on in horror at what police have described as a serious incident. The assault happened at 20 past two this afternoon, according to Scotland Yard, on John Wilson Street in Woolwich. Unconfirmed reports say a man in his 20s was attacked by two others with a machete-style knife. This eyewitness told us at first he thought there'd been an accident. There was two people leaning over, and I thought they were trying to resuscitate him. There was a bloke against the wall, and then another bloke's come along and told me that they're actually, like, stabbing him. Um, but apparently they actually run the car into him and knocked him down. According to reports, the two men were then shot by police. They're being treated as suspects and have been taken to hospital. Investigators have now cordoned off the scene where a number of knives and other weapons are reported to have been found. One witness claimed he saw the two men attack the young victim with a meat cleaver. Unconfirmed reports say the dead man was wearing a Help for Heroes t-shirt and the local MPs suggested the deceased was a soldier from a nearby barracks. The Ministry of Defence has said it can't confirm this. The Home Secretary, Theresa May, has ordered an urgent meeting of the government's crisis response committee, COBRA. Sophie Hutchinson, BBC News. This was an unbelievable video. And next time somebody tells you about England, show them this. And tell them that you have a right to carry in America for circumstances just like this one. Because crap can happen anywhere. All right, that's enough of the sad stuff. I'm going to get feed my face, do some comfort food. It's the Memorial Day weekend, and I got the grill on, and my next move is to uh, flip these hot dogs and half smokes over, and I got some pork barbecue coming in in a couple of minutes, and some coleslaw, and some french fries, big old home fries, like two or three of them as a whole potato. That's how big these bad boys are. Had a little thing going on on Facebook. I wanted to know. What you thought was better, beef or pork barbecue? And shredded pork barbecue one hands down. And if you had said anything else, I'd have looked at you funny. I am from East Carolina, that whole southern tidewater area of Virginia where pork barbecue rules. So next time we go somewhere, make sure you find me a pork barbecue spot. I do the steaks and the porterhouses and the filet mignons and all that stuff, but that other meat, that's for barbecuing. You having a cookout? No? This weekend, I'm celebrating my 22nd wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. I actually like my wife now. I really do. 
Took a while. But she let me stay, so I appreciate that. Next up, I'm taking you to church. This is going to be a service that you never heard before. It's going to be short. Got some music from a beautiful couple. And going to close out, but we're going to be going to church. It's for the bitter clingers among us. All right? Put on your sunny meat and duds and let's go. Back in 2008, the Washington Post recorded a quote from President Barack Obama who said, And it's not surprising then they get bitter. They cling to guns or religion or antipathy to people who aren't like them or anti-immigrant sentiment or anti-trade sentiment as a way to explain their frustrations. This is for the bitter clingers that listen to the Urban Shooter podcast. I'm going to give you a sermon that has never been spoken. It's about Christianity and guns. It's for all those who suffer the abuse of both being in church and being a gun owner. It's going to come to you right after a beautiful song by Urban Shooter listener, a new country artist, Sarah and John Green. I'll write myself a simple song and get the whole world to sing along. I'll call it a love song for you. And who knows I'm liable to take a song from the Bible. And then when I'm through, I'll just sing, love lifted me. Love lifted me. For a way to say something that nobody said But that's hard to do Searching their minds, trying to find a one-of-a-kind way That they can say something new But I'll just sing love Love lifted me 
Sarah, thank you, John. If you are a Christian, or used to be one, one of the misunderstood, misinterpreted messages that misses the mark is the topic of Christianity and guns. The gospel of Jesus Christ causes conflict. He intended it to do so. The establishment hated him. Followers abandoned him. One of his 12 that betrayed him. A king and a Roman governor and religious elders feared him. It's written in Matthew that, Think not that I've come to send peace on earth. I have come not to send peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. Matthew 10, 34. But yet we always say, live by the sword, die by the sword. But you know what's up with that? It's out of context. And that's my subject today. It's out of context. When I was a kid, my favorite toys were guns. My heroes carried guns. I could identify who was who by the gun they had on the screen. Not so much today because it's not politically correct. There was a survey that said there are 270 million guns in America. That's an average of 89 firearms for every 100 residents. Despite the high number of guns estimated to be in the U.S., indications are that gun ownership is actually on the decline. But there's a psychological war going on, like the one for cigarette smokers, where gun ownership is looked upon negatively. But that is not what I'm going to talk about today. This speaks to the Christian, the follower of Jesus Christ that knows he or she is not doing something wrong by being a gun owner, but wants to know if the Bible actually says it's wrong. If Jesus said it's wrong. Well, my friends, there are a lot of crackpots out there. Your bishop, your elder, your pastor, your speaker probably isn't going to talk about guns from the pulpit. Why? Well, for one, Nobody wants to talk about something they're not quite sure of. Secondly, maybe the church is paying his salary and owns his home, is anti-gun. Nobody's going to jeopardize that, except for this fool. And a host of other reasons like ignorance, fear, misinformation, or worse. If you are a bitter clinger, you know, clinging to your Bible and your guns, you might want to hear this. All of that stuff is out of context. We talk about Jesus a lot. We blaspheme and joke using his name. 
We talk about him, but we don't talk to him. We may even call ourselves Christians, but what being a Christian really means is that we are followers of or disciples of the Christ. Matthew 7.21 reminds us that not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. But you know what one of our many problems is? We take stuff out of context. We tell a story, the person listening to us hears it, repeats it to his friends, doesn't know the context, and bam, what do you have? A bunch of mess. The Bible is no different. Our problems with faith and religion are no different. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. We think all religions are the same, but they're not. We got whack jobs, false prophets, demigods, demons, scam artists, manipulators, masqueraders, and all kinds of charlatans parading. Did not think that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Think not that I've come to send peace on the earth. That's kind of different from what you're usually hearing, right? But isn't Jesus a pacifist? He never said he was. He never did. Matthew 26, 52, then Jesus said to him, put your sword back into its place for all those who take up the sword shall perish by the sword. That's the one everybody likes to beat us over the head with out of context. You see, when that was said, he was in the garden of Gethsemane. It was the night he was betrayed. It was the night after he prayed and gave up all hope for the most part that He didn't have to go through it. And he basically said, not my will, but yours be done. This is why I was sent here. This is why I'm going through all this. This is the fulfillment of the mission. Yeah, I'm going to do it. So after he got up, here comes the crowd. The crowd came, led by Judas. Judas who thought, yeah, as soon as they find out who the master is, they're going to grab him. He's going to bring down a legion of angels. He's going to decimate this place, going to take out Rome. And see, Judas was a zealot. Judas didn't quite get the fact that Jesus had come there, not this time, to kick butt and take names, but to pay a price. So, when Malchus grabbed Jesus, and Peter jumped up and go, oh, no, you don't. And cut off his ear. Jesus said, put your sword back into place. That's not why I'm here. It wasn't about force. It wasn't about a militia at the time. It wasn't about taking over the government. It was establishing a new covenant. That's what it was about. Had nothing to do about the gun. Jesus protected the disciples during his ministry just like a shepherd supposed to. Yeah, he did. If you look through his ministry, all the times when he talked and walked and passed by demonic possessed people, that when he wasn't there, they kicked their butts. But the demons all fell at Jesus' feet and trembled and begged not to be destroyed. The unseen knew the power of the Almighty. 
Anybody that serves God is going to be attacked by the enemies of God. But you don't hear me. I like when he says in John 17, 12, none that you have given me, I have lost. Jesus was in total control. That's why he wasn't sweating the small stuff. It wasn't about force this time around. And today I had the nerve to read an article from a group called the National Black Initiative saying that to have gun was a sin. Yeah, there's a link to it on the show notes. That's just some crap. God is not sweating your AR. God doesn't care about your PMAG. Your 2,000 rounds of ammunition isn't going to keep you out of heaven. It is the heart of man, not your hobby, not your vocation, not your gun collection. Jeremiah says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Only God. Jesus knew the heart of men in his presence. He knew who was going to do what. He wasn't sweating Peter. He knew Peter had the sword before he even got to the garden. He didn't tell him to leave it at home. It's out of context. And you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Freedom is a monster. Folks can't handle freedom. You have to be responsible if you're free. You have to make decisions on your own. You have to be accountable. But you don't hear me. And the son therefore shall make you free. You shall be free indeed. In context is that we are not to give up anything. We don't have to give our firearms any supernatural power as the ignorant do. We gun owners are not to worship ourselves or the gun as if the type of gun you have will save you. You don't have to resort to force or to violence. You don't have to rely on your arms. It's just a tool. You know that. You got to make sure that in your walk and stuff, you don't make that thing bigger than it is. Old Testament book. Deuteronomy 8, 2 through 3 says, And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldst keep his commandments or no. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord do man live? In other words, don't believe your own hype. Don't think you are protected, successful, talented, wealthy, and all that, and the side of fries just because you got the latest and the greatest firearm. Or fill in the blank. If you do, you're spiritually bankrupt. Jesus never preached pacifism. We just kind of gave it to him. We've gotten so far away from the way. The New Testament church that Jesus founded that is almost unrecognizable. I know why you don't go to church anymore. I know why you've had enough of the wag jobs, the false prophets, the demigods, the scam artists, the manipulators, the masqueraders, and the, all the charlatans that are in the pulpit parading in the name of Jesus. It's all out of context. God has given you a mind of free will. He's given you all that you have and you have choices to make. That is what matters. Your choices, how you treat God, how you treat your fellow man. Matthew 22, master, which is the greatest commandment in the law. Jesus said unto him, 
Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love the neighbor as thyself. And these two commandments hang on all the law of the prophets. Sorry if I went a little long, but if you have any questions about what I'm saying and need clarification, check out BlanchardChapel.us or the show notes for BlackManWithAGun.com. Yeah, Blanchard Chapel is the newest element of my life. It's the refried, cleaned up version of a struggling ministry that I started 10 years ago online. And it has a podcast too. For those of you who always say, how come you don't preach more on the Urban Shooter? Well, brother, check out the Unnamed Church podcast and you get a little food for your soul every morning from this very same preacher. So, beloved, what did you, what did you hear from me today? That most of the reason for all the hoopla and the foolishness is because it's what? It's out of context. Jesus is not a pacifist. You got to be pretty tough to put up with the stuff he did. If you break it down on man to man, who's the toughest? No contest. You wouldn't have died for me. Not hardly. And Jesus doesn't want you to be a martyr either. Your gun is not evil unless you give it power. It's just a tool. The same argument we use in the street about those numbnuts who say stuff about how firearms are this, you got to make sure you don't do the same thing to it. It is just a tool. And it by itself can't do a thing without you. It is the heart of man that has the problem. And that's the part that God always is working on. Doesn't care about your vocation. Doesn't care about how you look. Doesn't care about where you go to school. Doesn't care how much money you have. It's the heart that he seeks to change. Christians, do not be afraid to stand up the next time somebody asked, how'd you get that? Who are you? You can tell them, I'm a child of God. God bless you. Now we're going to go down home. I used to worry about the things that I could no longer control, but I knew church and go with me. Can I just give you just a little bit of I'm free? Because I know this. And I want you to get to a point if you're not there to know that you are free. He already paid the price. So if anything is on you and you can't shake it, get off to yourself and say, Lord, you did it just for me. Yes. And when you did it for me, you did it for others, but you're doing it right now for me. I am free.
I'm Rob Morse from the Slow Facts blog, and you're listening to the Urban Shooter Podcast. I think everybody needs a pastor. Here's Ken Blanchard. And that was Rob of Slow Facts blog. And you know, that guy's a genius. You know, he won't tell you that, but that guy's super smart. He was telling me one day about electrons and photons and how photons have mass. I didn't even know they were Catholic. I think I'm going to go back to the study and start writing again. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Urban Shooter Podcast. I appreciate you being here. Please feel free to share this podcast with your friend and your neighbor. Hopefully I said something that made a difference, that uh, made you scratch your head, or maybe something you heard you didn't haven't heard before. You can always contact me on Facebook as Black Man with a Gun 1. It's our fan page there. The show notes can be found on Ken Blanchard, and that's blackmanwithagun.com. And my Twitter is Ken, with two N's, Blanchard. Hey, you know this show is sponsored by CrossbreedHolsters.com. They've been longtime supporters of the Urban Shooter Podcast and Nova Armament in Hernan, Virginia. A little tactical boutique. I love those guys. If you need anything in Virginia, go run through there first. And now I want to introduce somebody to you. The company's called ErgoGrips.net. Based in Morty, New Mexico. ErgoGrip develops and manufactures small arms accessories for civilian, law enforcement, and military use worldwide. The company, which began with innovations such as the ErgoGrip and the F-93 Pro Stock, has expanded to produce precision-engineered firearms accessories focused on the most important part of the firearm, the shooter. 100% manufactured in the USA. ErgoGrip, E-R-G-O-G-R-I-P-S. Net. All right, you got the website. Check them out. Show them some love. Let me know what you think about the site, about the company. Give me some feedback. Nothing goes with barbecue better than the blues. I'm in a mood, baby. I'm in a mood for love. I'm in a mood, baby. I'm in a mood for some of your love. I'm in a mood, I'm in a mood, baby. I'm in the mood for some of your sweet love. This concludes another episode of the Urban Shooter Podcast. Thanks for listening, downloading, and subscribing. If you need to reach me, call 888-675-0202 or email me at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. Please leave me a review on iTunes. A thumbs up on Stitcher.com. The show notes can be found at blackmanwithagun.com. I said, uh, nighttime is the right time to be with the one you love. You know when night come, baby, God knows you're so far away. I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood for some of your sweet love, baby.
I'm in a mood, I'm in a mood I'm in a mood for some of your love My mama told me A friend is someone we turn to when our spirit needs a lift. A friend is someone we treasure, for our friendship is a gift. A friend is someone who fills our lives with beauty, joy, and grace, and makes the whole world we live in a better, a happier place. Thank you for being my friend. Thanks for listening. Obrigado. Gracias. Domo origato. Shishini. Donkashin. Merci beaucoup. Shukran. Salamat po. Spasiba. <laughs>